1: Hey there, rugby fans. Welcome to another great episode of the Rugby Rant Podcast Show with your team here. My name is Ty Braga, your host for today's activities alongside Rob the Hammer Hammer Hammerschmidt. And by his side, as per usual, you've got Scott the Big Guy Ferrara from New York. And more importantly, the man of the hour to introduce for this episode of the Run, Pass, or Kick interview, we have USA Eagles and now TENS series player for the Rhinos, Let's go ahead and welcome Mikey to the show. Mikey, welcome on board.
2: Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, Glad to be here and uh, excited for this podcast.
1: Excellent. Well, we're excited to be able to have you, and it's been pretty exciting times for you and the boys out in Bermuda. It's been uh, an interesting uh, couple of weeks, and we're going to be jumping into that and more as we learn about your experience in rugby. But to learn more about how you can experience and enjoy this episode, we're going to hand it over to my colleague, Rob Hammerschmidt to let you know how it goes. So, Rob, take the floor.
0: All right, we're going to run, Mikey, through the paces of Run, Pass, or Kick. And for those of you guys who have been with us, you know how it works. But for those of you guys who haven't, Run, Pass, or Kick interview works like this. We're going to fire some questions at Mikey And we're going to give him an option with each question. He can run the question, which is to say that he's going to go ahead and take the ball on the front foot and answer it straight away. He can pass the question, which is to say it's going to be a little hot topic. He's going to want to dish that one off uh, and not answer altogether, or he can kick the question. And that's when Mikey wants to put us on the back foot and have a little fun with us and make us play the ball, if you will. And which case, um, we're going to have to answer in a, in, in a frame that we think he would answer in. And so uh, if Mikey picks a person to go ahead and kick to, then they have to answer it. If not, we'll just assume it's a person that answered the question. So, Mikey, are you ready for the run, pass, or kick challenge? I'm ready to take it on. Let's do it. I'm ready for it. Fire All right. All right. Good deal, because we got a good one to start off with, uh, and it and it's a good thing you're still in Bermuda, because this question comes right from some of the footage that we saw this weekend. For those folks at home who haven't seen it, Mikey was playing in a game, uh, I think it was this weekend, and um, quite frankly, after watching it, I had to rewind it about four or five times just to make sure that what I saw actually happened. So um, yeah. we have a still photo that we want to put up here. Um, and I'm gonna describe it for those listeners. And Mike, Mikey, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. For those of you guys who who cannot see the photo, Mikey is just touched his feet in bounds after having been out of bounds. The ball is still in bounds, and Mikey has the wherewithal to put his feet back in bounds, pick up the ball, pass it off, and lo and behold, uh the rhino score uh a much Uh, well-earned try in this particular scenario. So here's my question, Mikey. Run, pass, or kick? Um, You showed some pretty mad skills here against the Asia-Pacific Dragons. Be honest. Did you take ballet
2: lessons uh, when you were (laughs) a kid in California? All right, I'm going to run with this and say I didn't. But well, my brother does do dance. He dances ballet, traditional. Uh, he teaches kids as well. So pretty much what I do with rugby, he does it dance. So yeah, uh, I'll run with that. Yeah, that far off there, Rob. Actually, <laughs> okay. one remove, pretty close. pretty close. Yeah, we're a year apart. So listen, it's, I, I'd like it's to well,
3: say I knew that. It's well known. Brett Favre, listen, it's well known. Brett Favre of Green Bay Packers fame took ballet lessons to have better footwork as a quarterback.
0: And we know Lynn Swan did too, by the way. And I'm probably the only one here old enough to know who Lynn Swan is. So I know Lynn Swan. (laughs) Yeah, wide receiver for the Steelers in the 70s. That's right
3: um but you always have to bring it back to the 70s but we're talking about other athletes and and Mikey you know athletics in the 70s. yeah <laughs> athletics have always been a, a part of your life uh, many fans may not know but you were a, a football standout uh, at Long Beach Polytech um which has produced i think what like 58 NFL players i think which is the oh. most of of any high school in in the country um and um, the story is that in 2009, your sophomore year, your dad took you to Petco Park in San Diego to watch USA 7s play. Run, pass, or kick. Was it always in your mind to get into playing rugby, or did that, did that
2: really push you to want to do it? I'll run, I'll run with this one. So we drove to Petco Park from Long Beach. And uh, USA and Samoa made the quarterfinals. And we fell, I, I fell in love with it. I was like, man, we, we have to stay the next day. And we were actually staying at a horrible hotel. It was like, I think it was the West 500. I don't even know if there's still a thing. I still haven't been back. But my dad hated it. And we are on our way. We were driving back to uh, Long Beach. And he said, uh, I, I saw the Motel 6. And I was like, dad, let's stay at the Motel 6. And then we'll go back to watch the quarterfinals the next day. And he did. We stopped at Motel 6, watched Samoa. And, yeah, Samoan made the final. USA lost to Australia uh, – no, lost to Argentina. And, like, the last play of the game, Santiago Gomez scored. Garber kick scored. And then, uh, yeah, we'll watch that. On the way home, I told my dad, I said, hey, I want to play rugby. Talked to the local Samoan boys at my high school. And from there, three years later, I made the USA sevens team. So –
0: Wow, that's a meteoric rise to uh, to success there in rugby. Going, for sure. You know, in three years going to USA Eagles uh, fame. That's pretty impressive. So let's talk for a moment about uh, Rugby 10s here. Um, you you obviously have been able to pay uh, a bit of 10s uh, footy with Rhinos Rugby in the World 10 Series, run, pass, or kick. Did all the boys have a bit of fun off the pitch in Bermuda? Tell the truth. I will –
2: Pass on that because I don't rat out my team. I'm the captain. uh, Captain doesn't listen. I gotta be honest. Snitches get stitches, Okay.
3: (laughs) First of all, a lot of I you know I wonder if anybody's wives are going to be watching to see if Mikey rats anybody out. But But you you thought you
1: were in bed at 10 p.m.
3: (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? Watching all your your social media, I got to be honest. The social media from you guys, the teams, um, world tens themselves, has been spectacular. I mean, if you want in, I mean, a behind-the-scenes experience, anybody who's watching this, follow all the guys on Instagram, follow all the teams on Instagram, follow the World Tens on Instagram. I mean, they're showing you what's happening between the matches when you guys go back to your tents. Are you celebrating? Are you talking strategy? Are you just trying to recover a little bit because you know in two hours you got to yeah. play the next match? I mean, it, it's great. I, I can't say enough about the social media presence of, of everybody in the organization. Right.
1: And that's a credit to them. Just on that note, uh, you know, recently there was a reveal that they've engaged an audience online in excess of 80 million in seven weeks. Uh, those are incredible numbers, to, no matter what you're doing. Right. Um, so I have the, uh, the opportunity here to be able to talk a little bit more about 10. So we're going to dig into a little bit more of a difficult question over here, my, uh, Mikey. So get ready to field this one. Run, pass or kick. The World 10 series has been advertised as the rugby product that can finally tap into those emerging rugby markets like Asia Asia Minor and Major, Sri Lanka, and, of course, the U.S., among others. Now, here lies the question. What is it about this series that makes it so special? And do you think that it will be more easily adopted by nations newer to rugby? And this is in particular to the World 10s and 10s in general. Let's say that.
2: I'm going to run with this one sure uh I think I think t- the tens just the format of tens my family that uh my family and my wife's family she uh you know they're not too familiar with rugby, so the, when they see fifteens it's like wow, oh, there's thirty people on the field, and then when they see sevens the game's over before they even understand what's going <laughs> on for the most part and in a tens game, it just seems like there's a bo- there's a lot more easier questions to ask and i'm getting right. I'm able to answer it a lot easier on like points of rugby like uh yeah, like line outs and strums, it's not so complicated. There's not three minutes of scrumming just for a scrum <laughs> or something like that. So uh, it's a lot It's a lot easier to describe. Um, regarding a, a know, Asian markets or just markets in general, I think the series is going to be amazing. I know this is just the, kind of the inaugural first stop after coronavirus and everything. But if they do expand to you know six stops on, on a World Series, kind of like the sevens format, if they do right. end up in that, I think – I think it'll, you know, reaches millions of fans and millions of viewers like it's doing now. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's it's an exciting, exciting new sport. I guess. Right.
1: Well, what I like about what you said is that. You know, if you are a rugby traditionalist, yes, you know rugby, you love the 15s game, but you also know that it's a complicated game to be able to pick up and understand off the bat, right? Which is some of the criticism about it translating into markets like the U.S. and others that are newer rugby markets. So, yeah, 10s is perhaps a little easier to be able to understand the game and then as a result, a little bit quicker to enjoy the game too. Would you agree?
2: Yes, definitely. Extra six minutes from a 7s game to be able to play and watch. Um,
0: yeah, you I just sit it. down with a beer uh, and the sevens game is over. You're like, what the hell just happened? <laughs>
2: <laughs> you just spilled all over your shirt, huh?
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because because the one of the things I, I've enjoyed about it, even in this in this time of COVID, was you know, I think we saw it with, with um Phoenix and, and Asia Pacific dragons a little bit was, you know, some of their guys because of quarantine couldn't start on day one. So what do they do, they went out, they got some local guys who played rugby and those local guys got featured. And we've also been seeing guys kind of go on loan from other teams. If other teams are having injury problems, you know, I've seen a couple guys that have been on a bunch of different sidelines and playing for a bunch of different teams. I just feel that that's, you know, an interesting way to do it. So I got the next question, Mikey, really, this is a really simple question, run, pass or kick. Out of all the rule changes they have in the 10 series, what would you like to see be adopted in 15s?
1: Ooh,
2: all right. I gotta think about that. That's a good one. Uh let's see. I think I think Conversion Jeopardy. Uh I'm gonna run with that this one one. Fun. Conversion Conversion Jeopardy is it's pretty awesome. I'm a drop kicker. I've always dropped kick. I don't I don't kick off T's, so I think the last game, the last day that I played. I kicked off the tee for the first time in like six years, seven years. So, <laughs> the conversion uh, jeopardy
3: was crazy. I mean, I yeah. I watched it and I almost got fired from my job because I was I was kind of screaming. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, not not a good look for me. But and then I was I was wondering. I was like, I think they should tweak that rule a little bit, and um, they they should make the props go first on the kicks and see what happens. Job. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that would be funny even the shootout or something the new like conversion that. jeopardy is if you let your prop
1: kick it's worth 10 <laughs> 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 and and scott's saying that because he's a prop he's waiting for his moment of glory
3: <laughs> listen i made one conversion so all right i'll tell my story yeah We're, division <laughs> four
0: <laughs> division four nerf was coming man
3: <laughs> <a> division <laughs> four nerf yeah. view. It had to be i don't know 2007 or 8 and we go into a playoff uh uh overtime and they have it's pretty much conversion jeopardy and everybody on the field has to take a kick um so obviously our our 10 takes the first kick he nails it our nine takes <laughs> the second kick he nails it our eight man believe it or not was this guy who who played soccer he nails it. And then they were like, well, who's going to go next? And I'm like, well, I've kicked off a tee in football, so let's give it a shot. And right. I nailed it, and that ended up being a game winner, baby. Yeah.
1: Moment of glory. The legend of right. Scott Ferrara. Hey, listen. <laughs> I okay. didn't score many
3: points, but it was a game winner.
1: I don't know. We've only heard one story about you scoring a try once, and heard the other score story now about a conversion or penalty. So maybe there's yeah. is the score line for you just like seven points in your entire career, Scott? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's turn it back to Mikey before Scott uh, throws one back because I know he can fight just like the rest. <laughs> uh, Mikey, I got the honors of delivering the next question here, right? So like, maybe we should talk about real rugby for a moment. <laughs> but uh, so the, the Rhinos went through – now, here's an interesting one. Okay, so let me prefix this. For those of you that weren't watching every single day, the Rhinos went through the first weekend undefeated, right? Then they came back in the next weekend of play or at least the next round of play because it had been pushed back a little bit. So here lies my question, Mikey, for you. The Rhinos went through round one of the competition undefeated and then returned in day one of round two and lost both the opening games. Run, pass, or kick,
2: what changed? Uh, let's see. I can run with this one, yeah. So sure. I don't really know what changed, but you know, the first weekend any undefeated weekend of rugby, like that's, that's historic. Um, right. Sure sure. Get that experience or you know that. So we all enjoyed that. I think we all probably ran with it for a day or two, maybe three days for you know some of us. And then uh, was it the, the next time we got, we got to play, it was on Monday. So I don't want to make excuses, but it, well, not, not too many of us are used to playing on Monday or Tuesdays the quarantine with the sx team it got pushed back so that's one thing that changed i don't know if that will change the result but we also played a team that was that's sx you know that's a solid team uh so we played a team that hasn't played i don't know cooped me up in a hotel for two weeks and i um, don't i might play better than i usually play but they were fantastic the guys were yeah, ready up. to hit the field right i <laughs> yeah, yeah. i played against most of them on the circuit so no um, right. um, it was awesome seeing them still in great form and yeah, catching up, asking them about their families. They're all doing well, so yeah, I thought it was it's, cool. funny. It, it's funny.
3: It's funny because you mentioned the playing on a Monday or Tuesday, and this past season in the NFL we had to have a, a game on a on a Tuesday night because of COVID, and every player said the same thing. They said it's already weird playing on a Monday or Thursday night because you don't do it regularly, but play it on a Tuesday night and then having to go play on a Sunday after and then you so play it on the Sunday before, for what? Yeah, completely <laughs> throws it off.
0: So I could totally see that. All right. So, hey, Mikey, I got the next question. You answered this a little bit um, and, and we're going to keep it within the 10s code. Uh, you talked a little bit about conversion jeopardy and you thought that was something that could be adopted in 15s that you would enjoy. But on the flip side of that, what, in your opinion, is uh, the, the law in intends, the rule intends that perhaps makes you scratch your head the most and go, eh, I don't know if I'm I
2: don't know if I like that one quite as much. Ooh. One pass or I, kick?
0: You have the option. Remember.
2: Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll just kick this one. Ty, you look like you want to answer this one. <laughs> yes, you're wrong. <laughs> um, he
0: never
2: likes like to take
1: the kick. You, um, you know, I tell you something that's weirded me. Okay, so it's a, such a small thing, and I'm probably nitpicking here, but using the T for the for the kickoff, right? I don't. I don't quite know. I mean, it sits around. I don't know. Maybe I'm just too much of a rugby traditionalist. But I, I recognize why you would do it for the conversion jeopardy. Fine, no issue there, right? Fine, like it. But why the why the start and the restart of the game? I don't know. That's my one. What do you think, Mikey?
2: Yeah, I don't. That's their answer. I would like the option to drop kick. Right. I, I was. You know, I have to kick. Well, off you said you've kick. always done that. Yeah, I've always done that. Kickoffs as well. My sevens. Um, what I love in sevens, my favorite part is drop kicking kickoffs. Just kicking as high as,
1: And it's such a small thing. I mean, it doesn't change the outcome of the game. I don't know why. Why it seems different to me. Why it seems, as Rob put it, as a head scratcher
2: to me. But it does. Early two thousand sevens tournaments, like Hong Kong sevens, they were all kickoffs off the tee and off like the, the little right cards. You know, I remember why kicking like that? So
1: yeah, the guy came out with a bucket and put the sand down.
2: Yeah, put the ball <laughs> up, kick. Yeah, that was like that was their key At least time. that
1: disappears then, right? You still got the tee hanging around on the field there now. Yeah. <laughs> That's always there. Me. It's it's eyesore yeah. to me.
2: I, <laughs> I always see it when I'm running in the middle. I'm like, Dude.
1: Yeah, someone's yeah, gonna and, step on that. Yeah, I <laughs> know. exactly. I said the same thing to these guys. Scott's like, ah oh, man, you're fretting about nothing. Yeah. <laughs> oh
3: oh I, I've, I've seen there's different there's different styles. There's different styles. There's either leave it and hope your opposition turns an ankle, or <laughs> Whoever kicked it grabs it real quick and bowls
0: it like they're trying to bowl a strike off the field.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that's Mind why, man.
0: Know. Going back in my day, I liked the sand. You know, you kick the sand over and it's right. gone. It's no, that's like, what, it's what it's I was saying.
1: I mean, I, I mean, like, you know, I still remember being able to use that, like, at schoolboy rugby and stuff like that. That's all you really had, right? Or you used a shoe at practice. Use somebody's shoe. <laughs> you used to have to use the shoe. How I mean, of you guys haven't done that? <laughs> No, oh, yeah. done it. we've done okay. it. Okay. Let's move on to the next one. All
3: right. So oh, it's me.
1: Yep. Yeah, it's you. <laughs> okay. You guys broke my rhythm. You see? All right. Run pass or kick Mikey. All right. Your, your experience is diverse when it comes to rugby. Now let me again frame this correctly because a lot of people watching this might not necessarily know the legend of Mikey Taylor, right? So let's put it in context. You're a guy that took her up to rugby fairly late, but you managed to be able to rise to, uh, uh, to the national team level in sevens, also making your way by through the, the U20s, where you were fortunate enough to be a part of the team that actually won a trophy, the world trophy, right? So you've got experience in sevens, you've got experience in 15s, and now more recently with 10s. Here's my question. Run, pass, or kick. Which of the three codes is your favorite? Hmm.
2: Let's see. I'll run with this one. 27-year-old Mikey would say 15 just because <laughs> you know, right. I'm not 19 running around with a six-pack and sevens anymore, and that's just – Right. No like, plays are gone. Like, everyone's just zoom, zoom, zoom. Fifteens, I like it because uh, you can use all the knowledge that I've gained from, what, the eight years of playing for USA uh, just to slow the game down, kind of like that t- time where I put the my two feet in and then put the – ball. I was just slowing the game down just, just – through experience, and um, I'm grateful that I even have that type of experience to do things like that and be knowledgeable of where I'm at on the field. Uh, But, yeah, I would just say 15s. I love 15s. I uh, had a blast in the World Cup, and, yeah, looking forward to hopefully getting to the next one. So 15s is – I think that's a
1: fair answer.
3: And there's something to be said about the 15s and the attrition – uh, of of a 15s code, um, and and if you guys go back to our interview with Nick Savetta, me and him talk about it about you know rugby really is is a sport of attrition because of. You know, only maintaining certain guys on a roster, only maintaining. You know, it's not like tens where you can have Ben Sema, Sema come and, and kick your five point conversions, or can kick your conversion jeopardy. So I think there's something to be said about the um, the way you have to to go about it, and 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 strategically plan and figure out where you know you're, you know, you're going to need. So that that brings us to me, and obviously I like to talk a lot, so this is going to help. Um, we debated last week uh, the question: World Ten Series. Is it here to stay or is it a flash in the pan now, for me, I think it's something that can compete with the sevens World Series um personally, I like the fact that Ohio was bringing in Patty Ryan on the fly um hope Patty's feeling better i I know he's 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 working to get back in the mlr after the injury, but uh so Mike, run pass or kick. Is it here to stay or is
2: it flash in the pan? uh I can run with this one and say my own thoughts. So I don't think about sevens. It's been around since, I don't know, I think the 80s, 80s, early 90s. And look where it is now. Like, it's in an Olympic Games. I'm not saying the 10s is going to be in the Olympics, the next three Olympics, but um, potentially rugby can develop. Uh, the 10s is a great game. Uh, same thing in, in any sport that I tell kids or, like, my nephews and nieces, if they do want to play, uh, any shape or size, person, you know, it's all same as 10s. You know, sevens maybe you have to be a little bit fitter, and faster. Tens, you know, you can. If it's unlimited subs and you got a good kick kicker, it's it's more adaptable. To like like I don't know football. So that's what I would say. Great question.
1: You know, you you brought you said a point there. I just want to rewind. I want to make sure that I understood it. Did you say that that and correct me if I'm wrong because I might have misheard you that uh, tens is expected to be in the Olympics within the next three Olympics coming
2: up. No, no, I, I was saying. Sevens has been around since the 80s, so that's right. 20 years, right. and they're just in the Olympics, uh, let's say, 15 right. years, span That's three Olympic cycles. Uh, now a little right. bit more right. than three Olympic cycles. So I'm not saying 10s yeah. is going to yeah. be in the next three Olympics, but if there's four Olympic cycles, that would be really cool to have that part of it. Right.
1: Well, I can tell you from my personal opinion, 10s is more likely to be adopted at an Olympic level than 15s.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah so exactly. there is merit in bringing that up.
0: Yeah, hey, Mikey, I think we got a question from a guy from the West Coast, one of your peeps out there. Um, we're going to roll yeah, this one. Good, okay. T- yeah, yeah. TJ Olson, he runs the Bonus Point Podcast, a good friend of ours, uh, asked the question, if he could choose anyone from Super Rugby to play with, who would it be?
2: Uh, I'm going to go Super Rugby, Ateroia, uh New Zealand Yeah, yeah New yeah. Zealand Super Rugby. I go Nani Laumapi, that guy. Is, oh, that guy is one one of my guys. I ever get to play against him or we'll play with him, that'd be a dream. Just his uh, right. mentality going into a game, and uh, just the way he runs. He runs like a tank, and oh, yeah. he's he's fast too. So, yeah, that's yeah, he's a wh- good pick. That was a good question
0: though, too. It's a great question from TJ. To, yeah, Lomapi's one of my guys from the Hurricanes. He and TJ, man, TJ's my boy. Yeah. I love, love love some TJ Paranara. Um, I got the next question, and and. <laughs> Going back, when you talked about 15s, you prefer at this point at 27, 15s. Well, the 49-year-old Rob Hammerschmidt loves 15s, too, as opposed to (laughs) 7s. Just saying. Um, But my question is, run, pass, or kick, there's a lot of debate about the challenges of playing both the 7s and 15s codes, something that you've done quite a bit. You've actually switched between the two quite often in your USA career. Uh, So run, pass, or kick, how hard is it to switch from 7s
2: to 15s or vice versa? Uh let's see, I'll run with this one. So 2017, I just came off of a USA ARC campaign, which was like six weeks long, and then I went straight into Sevens Camp and then we made Hong Kong, Singapore, and what is it, uh Paris and London. And we made top four finishes on almost every one of them. So I don't know. I I was having a blast. That was one of like my best six months of rugby of uh, winning back to back ARCs and then silver medal in Singapore the third, third place or fourth place in Hong Kong. That was a dream. Uh Let's see. If I'm uh, – I was in – no, I had no time to get my seven shape in sh- in shape. So I was just lucky enough to be there. Uh, I would play like the last five minutes of a few games and still have a smile on my face. The last five minutes is
1: like a whole half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I get I, your uh, point, though.
0: <laughs> So mm-hmm. so this next one, we, we're going to fire a, a, a new feature at you. A couple of interviews ago, we started this uh, concept called the quick tap. And it's basically give you two options and, and, and you're going to just quickly fire away which option you prefer. And uh, unfortunately, I think um, <clears throat> one of my uh, flesh and blood just typed something in and he has a, a, a question that plays right in the quick tap. So Scott, why don't you start this off with part of a quick tap here?
3: Okay, okay, Mikey. So Preston Hammersmith, the Preston Hammersmith uh, at Lindenwood University, asks if you can choose any of the rugby rant hosts to play with, who would you choose?
2: In their prime. In their prime. In their prime. <laughs> Rob, I, Rob, I haven't seen Rob in his prime, but just looking at him now, you know, Rob, you're on my team, dude. That's <laughs> Get funny. the hell out of here. Yeah. That's right. That's <laughs> right. So if you're going for
1: experience, he has 49 years of it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, Mikey, I got you Venmo and some uh, some, some money for the, for the final leg of your trip,
2: brother. Exactly. <laughs> uh, <I'll> you're <be laughs> welcome. Dude. I made but, love weeks. So that's right. Weeks.
0: <laughs>
1: Hey, (laughs) tears of joy,
0: my friend. Tears of joy.
1: (laughs) Let me take this opportunity as well to be able to thank one of our sponsors uh, who have helped us put this show together, who continue to help us each and every week. uh, Is those guys at therugbyshop.com? And you know, between myself and my co hosts, they've really supported what we do, and they certainly support you as the fan, which is why they are providing all the fan gear from your favorite major league rugby teams on their website at therugbyshop.com, whether it be the the rugby rant stuff whether it be the saber cats or the austin Gill gronies make sure you go and check them out at the rugby shop.com thank you for the opportunity to share that we'll go back to the quick tap right now
0: well you know it just so happens my quick tap's going to play a hand right in that uh for for everybody at home rugby shop's a great place to start ordering your christmas gear for the ones you love that enjoy rugby and we're going to start off with this question mikey quick tap here it starts favorite christmas movie christmas story or christmas vacation
2: um, I'll let's go. I'll run with this one and say, uh, I'll run with this one and say, my favorite Christmas movie is The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. Uh, I quote it with my nephews and my brother. We just, this is an ongoing joke that never, it's probably not even that funny, but it just keeps going. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's funny to you guys that's why it's an inside joke right
2: yeah my wife well, was in the, the cave movie. and he's yelling at the he's doing an echo in the cave and it's still, it's oh like, so i
1: know He's have seen you talking about he's like you're
2: an idiot how does it go he's yelling he's like i'm an idiot and then the echo says you're an idiot
0: love it love it love it all right so the next one your best coif, man bun or pigtails? <laughs> can I kick, I'll kick this one to Scott. Let's just see what he. Has. I,
3: I like the pigtails. I think the pigtails are a classic look when you're when you're. The thing is when you're running, the flow of it <laughs> almost aerodynamic. Even though it has nothing to do with with physics whatsoever, it just looks more aerodynamic than the man bun. Now, don't get me wrong; Froding can pull off a good man bun, but he has that like you know. I'm a supermodel thing going. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just waiting for those endorsements to come in. <laughs> <That's>
0: right. <laughs> All right, next question. Captain, your favorite captain? Ooh. Scully or Clever?
2: Ooh, dang, that's a tough one. I think. Oh no, I can't be a lot of them. I have to pass. That's too
0: tough. Ooh, okay. Oh, okay. I like. They're that.
3: both. They're both okay. great dudes and great yep. captains. That's a hard one. Yeah. Great. Yeah. yeah. I've roomed with. Yeah.
0: I've been roommates with them. Yeah. Again. That's tough. All right. Next question.
2: All right. Best position: wing or fullback. Ooh, man, that's tough. I'll run with this one and say fullback. I love fullback. You know, I'm not, I'm not the tallest guy, but. I, don't, I like putting people in space and reading the field, controlling the tempo yeah. on the back. Yeah, and if I'm yeah. loud enough, I don't have to make a tackle, so that works
0: anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to up the challenge here. Better coach, Mike Friday or Gary Gold?
3: You try to get my yeah. man f- fired?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me
3: retire.
2: Help. Let me retire and I'll He's gonna retire. <laughs> like, I was not consulted in these questions.
3: I was not consulted in these questions. Scott,
2: you,
0: man. Set me up for this, dude. All right, all right. Last one. We're gonna, we're gonna, uh, uh, <laughs> we're gonna make it a le- little easier on you. Bigger dream,
2: Olympic gold or rugby World Cup champion? Oh, man, I'm gonna run with this one and say rugby World Cup champion. Dang, I remember I was. 18 years old and I was at Cal State Long Beach hanging out with some of the rugby players there I didn't even I wasn't even in college and uh, watching the All Blacks win the World Cup in 2011 I told myself all right my next goal is this is 2011 so I was like my next goal is to uh, you know get to the World Cup or try to win become a World Cup champion and uh, was it I just started training from there and then a year later that's what I made. USA sevens team and then throughout, throughout, but yeah, 2011 November. That's when I set that goal. So that's awesome.
1: Excellent. Well, it makes sense that you would choose that because you said earlier that 15s was your favorite format of the game, but you obviously have great experience in both yes. sevens and 15s, which is yeah. kind of the, the the lead in and the segue to the next question that I have lined up for you. So here we go. Run, pass, or kick. Being one of those rare players that has represented the U.S. in both 7s and 15s, you have seen the USA 7s team ascend to one of the top squads in the world. How do the team cultures and environments compare, run, pass, or kick, between the 7s and 15s at USA level?
2: Uh, I'll run with this. They've always said, uh, someone, I don't know who told me this, but they said 7s is about personality and uh, 15s is more about character. Um yeah, being part of the 7th team, like you know, you got you got the likes of, you know, Speed with Perry Baker and Carla Niles and right. on, on your team. Like that's that's amazing. And then you know the knowledge of Falau Niwe and then, you know, the power of Danny Barrett and Duratalo, uh just having those guys and the workforce of Steve Thomason. Like that guy's a that guy's a, that guy's a never stopping engine. Like he's gonna be a crossfit and have champion someday. But just being around <laughs> those guys and then get the likes of you know, fifteens of the experience of those guys that I played with, and you know the captains, I say Todd Clever and, and Blaine Scully to you know um, you know Joe Talpetini who I you know grown up like grew up playing with him. Like, it's a too, yeah. You'll see the character of like how you can you know manage a game or how you can just use you know talent and skill to you know win a game that's 14 minutes long to compared to 80 minute 80 minute long game. So definitely takes takes a lot of character to play for 80 minutes. Yeah.
1: And no, right, right. right. And I think I, think I, I new... like that description. I like that that. So what was it again it was one was about character. personality and the other one was about character. I think yeah. I like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to that. <laughs>
3: yeah, I, and I think you nailed it. You know, because the difference between the two codes, like you said, with with having all that space, your character can can come out the the type of runner you naturally are, the type of ball handler handler you you naturally are, because you have so much space, you can make those moves. Versus on the 15 side, the space is so limited, you know, and now not only do you have limited space, you have bigger guys. Um, I wouldn't say more athletic guys, but I would say guys who have more knowledge to play within that code versus – the free flowing of sevens and seven and 15s has that little thing where you could do a couple little cheeky things. And all of a sudden you're, you're scoring a try and it's not necessarily that you were the best guy on the field, but you just made the best decision. So I think you, you hit the nail on the head with that, to be quite honest. Um, Run pass or kick. Uh, Obviously you were on uh, the, the rugby world cup squad in 2019. Um, Through, through, through the eyes of a, 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 fan you guys had you know your your i i i thought you guys were probably one of the best prepared teams going into a rugby world cup um months of training in in colorado you know i know arc's was a bit of a disappointment but that squad kind of had also some guys that were looking to just to make a name for themselves on on a, on the eagle squad not necessarily you know you knew there was a couple guys from the arc squad that weren't going to to rugby world cup um so in your mind, did you you felt like the team underperformed
2: run pass or kick? I'll run with this one. I think we did underperform uh, you know, a lot of us look back at the France game and say that was you know, we were twelve nine against France uh, yeah. still we we're in, in a winnable situation to win that game um, but I, I felt still felt like there was still another level that we could have took ourselves to and you know we did have those months and months of preparation but you also have Argentina who. Was playing in what the rugby championship? They they didn't stop playing that whole year into the World yep. Cup. So, you know that could that could be good for them. But you could also see they didn't make the quarterfinals as you know being what the top. They're a top six team in the, in the world. Mm-hmm. The top. So you know they're not making the quarterfinals. That that was that was something. Uh, I definitely feel we underperformed against Tonga. That game was definitely winnable. Tonga in the World Cup. You know you can get their best team. You can also get. You know, they're their worst team. and I feel like we were playing not their best team. So that was definitely a winnable game. And we, we let that one slip.
1: Right. Definitely lessons that can be learned out of it all. But you guys had a pretty rough group to start yeah. off with.
0: <laughs> yeah, I always see you guys got the shaft on that. Not, not just on the group, but also on the on the the schedule. Right. Like, yeah. the 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 game. I thought you guys had an opport the best opportunity to get a win from Tonga was like the shortest amount of rest, which
2: was brutal. Yeah. Yeah. I, brutal? Honestly, I don't remember. Everything was <laughs> everything <Yeah>. was Play <laughs> yeah. like, hey, <laughs> here, sleep here, get on the train here, come back. I was like, I don't know. A bit of a whirlwind experience. I so I have a, a good one. I'm
3: gonna I'm gonna jump the gun real quick, and I have a follow up. So let's say in 2031. Mikey Teo is is on the the 15 squad for the Rugby World Cup in the United States. Do you think it'll be easier for you as a a person who lives in the United States to do all that travel and play versus doing it in another country like
2: Japan? Uh, man. Honestly, you stopped me playing. Did you say I was on that team? I blew his at that time. I'm playing at 38. Um, I, I blew
3: his mind, but you know, that guy.
1: Listen, <laughs> I, like me. I told Nick
3: Savetta, like I told Nick Savetta, there, you're one, there's always, you're always one unfortunate injury away from calling a guy that might necessarily not be the youngest, but has been there before. Okay. So let's say you're on that 2031 team. Do you think, you know, because we're probably going to be traveling through North America for that Rugby World Cup? Do you think because you live here and you're more familiar with with this country and and probably Canada is going to be you know we're going to partner with them. Do you think it'll be easier for team USA to play versus doing it in
2: Japan? I think for sure. I think any any homegrown any any home tournament that you play on, you just there's there's just a different type of energy. I mean, you can see it at NBA games and NBA finals. Any home game, your your percentage of winning is it's a lot better than away games. And that's just that was just the historic of just being at your own home base. Right. Yeah. Being an American, yes.
1: I, I completely agree with you. But to the point, again, if you were 39 and able to play, that <laughs> isn't unheard of. Osterund Rund uh, played three World Cups and finished one at the age of 42 years old. So it's possible, <laughs> right? And he was a, 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 a prop as well. But who knows, right? You'd always be ready no matter what, especially if it was in the U.S. Somehow you would strap on the boots and make it happen.
2: I wish I could agree with you, Tom. For (laughs) me personally, no, no chance. We're optimistic. We're
3: trying to build you up. You know, how about this? This this could be possible. Mikey Taylor on the coaching staff. There you go. Yeah, I'll take that. Well,
0: the water boy. You know. (laughs)
1: Oh (laughs) man! Come come on, on, I'm teasing, boys. I'm teasing. All right, next hey, one, Mike,
0: Mikey. By the way, if there's hope for 49 year old Rob Hammersmith to be on Mikey Teo's uh, uh, dream team, then there's hope for for anybody, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the next question stems from what Scott asked, um, and this is a serious question. When we've asked quite a few of our USA-based um, players this question and USA Eagles this question, run past your kick. What are th- what are the keys to the United States hosting a successful bid? for the Rugby World Cup, whether it's 2027 or
2: 2031? Uh, let's see, 2027. I would say – I don't know. I'm going to run with this one. I, I don't know the qualification time period, but I would want us to do at least win a couple games in a World Cup for us to host it. I feel like we that's deserving to us. It will be more deserving to us. It will probably mean more to us if we, let's say, go into 2023 and we come in, come out with more more wins than we've done in the last three or – our World Cup history, uh, which would be two wins. I'm pretty sure it's two wins. Uh I it would just be more presentable. You know, we got Japan who uh, the way they hosted it and the way they, they won four years or four years prior or five yeah. years from now. You know, the way they they won that game uh, against South Africa. Like yeah. The yeah,
1: bright so we wear like, what they call it.
2: Yeah. They are in their World Cup
1: status.
0: Yeah, they sure did. So. I,
1: I completely agree with you. You know what we we've we've actually presented this question and I know my my colleagues on screen would agree with me several times to people like yourself who are influential in rugby. But that is an interesting answer we haven't received, right? right? Is that you want to actually be like, you want to be able to prove that you earned it, not that it was given to you. You're like, hey, we've consistently been getting better at what we do. And the great example is Japan that you so rightly pointed out, whereas, you know, at the 2015 Rugby World Cup, they had the opportunity to be able to face South Africa. And, you know, everybody thought that they were written off. But, of course, you know, rugby is well, – or sport in general is pretty much the only true reality TV there is right now, right, because you can't actually predict the outcome. Um and that's what's magical about it. So that's an interesting take. I'm sorry, I just wanted to sit on that for a moment and you guys probably agree with me that we never had somebody say when talking about the next rugby world cup or the potential of hosting a rugby world cup in the USA, well hold on, we want to win the first few games to build confidence and then be on that platform to do well. I like that though. Um so let me jump into the next question here. And we're getting closer towards the end of our time. So um before we do head out i wanted to be able to have you think about who you want to give a shout out to and at the end we're going to give that opportunity to leave a message for the fans that are watching this episode of the rugby rant podcast show which by the way if you haven't already done so make sure that you like and follow us on social media under the handle at rugby rant pod where you can learn more about the world tens series and in addition to that rugby in north america as a whole it is our goal to be able to grow rugby one fan at a time and we do that with your help now back to the important point here mikey run pass or kick recently there have been rumors of usa eagles players like nick savetta have been mentioned recently um, in fact, in an article by the MLR Fan Zone, and also we had the opportunity, or Scott had the opportunity to interview him, but there are some other names out there that are being linked to a return to home in the U.S. to possibly play their rugby in the future of MLR. Run, pass, or kick? Could you be one of these players in the future?
2: I'll run with that. Yeah, for sure. I'm coming I'm coming back to MLR, and I'm happy to be going there, happy to be coming home, like and I'm back to the States. Um, I was only away, I was only away for what, a week <laughs> in London. excited to be back playing in the MLR. And yeah, no, it's going to be an exciting, exciting year. You know, I got right.
1: So, follow up, start, so Yeah. Follow up, run, pass, kick. Would you be happy to share where your next home would be in major league rugby? Uh,
2: I Would have to kick to. Oh no, I'll have to pass that. Yeah. Okay. He's like, you're not uh, the first guy. Wait, no, no,
1: no. What if they know? (laughs) You're not 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 the first guy.
3: Trust me, you're uh, not the uh, first person to pass on this show that question. No,
1: and that's perfectly fine. I just that wasn't even scripted, by the way. That was just like, like an open door, and I might as well have just asked because if you don't take the the little gaps, you'll never score the tries, right?
2: A closed mouth doesn't get fed, Ty. You remember that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: So uh, the last question um, goes uh, goes a little something like this. We're going to stay on the MLR and finish on the MLR here. Run pass or kick. In your opinion, Mikey, is the MLR expanding too fast, too slow, or just right?
2: Uh, I'm going to run with this one and say I think it's expanding just right. You know, the more if you add another four teams, it's going to be like, oh, that's that's a bit too much, too fast. Uh, I think I think we're at, what, yeah. 13. Right. right. There's 13 right now. So and I love the West Coast and East Coast Conference. Um, yeah, that's just it just it just, just kind of puts it up kind of like the NBA. You know, it's not it's not the NBA yet or, you know, in the next you know, five years. But uh, just that whole mindset of having a conference championship and then just the dominance of having a West Coast and East Coast. Um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's expanding just right. Um, bummer that Hawaii didn't get a, didn't get to be that 14th team with whatever happened there, but you know, 13 teams now that's, that's a solid start. So, okay. Yeah. So,
3: okay. Maybe Rob's question was the second to last question. So here's another question. Run past <laughs> yeah. the kick. If Kanaloa rugby, if Cantalua rugby became the 14th team in the MLR, would you have considered going to Hawaii to play? I'll run with this and say,
2: who wouldn't? Yeah,
1: that. I was gonna say, what what a, what a ticket that would be to uh, sunshine and surf, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. We're already just, halfway there now. Yeah, with we, uh, <laughs> it, would, it would be nice. You know, I just got married a couple months ago, so uh, my wife lives in Spain. Uh, she's a nurse in so, the navy. So, oh, yeah, uh, so go no navy, navy, Army. You know, the likes of Hawaii. How how nice would that? be?
1: Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, if the, I mean, like you said, who wouldn't want to be able to take a ticket to, uh, to, to Hawaii, right? Um, and then on that note, uh, I think we're done with our opportunity to be able to spend some time here with Mikey Teo, of course, now playing his trade in Bermuda for the world 10 series. We still do expect one great weekend of rugby to come, although it has been exciting thus far. Uh, Mikey, I wanted to be able to hand it over to you before we do our final comments anything you want to be able to share with the fans that are watching you right now or fans of the game in general, any shout out to friends and family. Here's your chance.
2: Yeah. I just want to say if you guys can check out the Bermuda 10 series, Um, you know, finals are coming up. So potentially quarterfinal, semifinal final, come watch it, come support us. And yeah, there's something, there's something big going on here. This is the first tournament. So try and be a part of it. You there. Uh, Shout out to my family back in Long Beach and Vegas and Utah. And my wife in Spain, and you uh, know her family um, in Arizona and Montana. So, all right, love you guys.
0: Wow, Bye. you got hey, you got the whole West Coast covered, brother. You got you got your San Diego, you got your L.A. He's got a posse you,
1: everywhere in the world. I like. Even, it. So, even,
0: so
3: I guess, he I guess he's not Utah going
0: too, man. Wow. Yeah.
3: I, I guess he's not going to the East Coast with all that
2: family no, no, on the West Coast. No, no, I'm not going all to all the East the Coast. Coast. They're just saying that. <laughs> Did somebody
1: a minute ago on the screen throw at LA because he's going to be uh, uh, (laughs) saying.
3: Actually, an MLR official, Marquise Goodwin, wrote, Gotta be LA, to which I'm thinking, Does that violate anti-tampering laws? (laughs) (laughs)
2: Shout out to Marcus as well.
1: All right. You know what, Uh, Mikey? I think I can speak on behalf of the team and all of those that have been watching this episode of the Rugby Rant Run Parcel Kick interview that it has been. An absolute pleasure. You are a credit to rugby players. You have handled yourself very well in our RPK Challenge. You had a couple of sidesteps along the way, a kick pass here and there. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed your time, but I'm pretty sure that the fans of this show would have enjoyed their time with you. And on behalf of the Rugby Rant Podcast Show, my name is Ty Braga, alongside Rob Hammerschmidt, Scott Ferrara, and Mikey Teo. We thank you for watching this episode of,